It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Today is Thursday, November 26, 2020. On this day in 1975, Lynette Squeaky Fromey was found guilty of attempting to assassinate President Gerald Ford. Years before, Fromey had been one of the most committed members of the Manson family. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Today we're covering the trial of Squeaky Fromey, seven years after her involvement with Charles Manson. Fromey was sentenced to life in prison after pointing a pistol at President Ford. Let's go back to the Sacramento courthouse on Thanksgiving Eve as the jury prepared to hand down their sentence. There was a sense of weary anticipation in the courtroom as the jury filed in. Almost three months had passed since the attempted assassination, and justice felt well overdue. Journalists had already highlighted how passionately Lynette Fromey continued to support Charles Manson, even after he was incarcerated. It seemed to many that this devotion was part of her motive for attempting to assassinate President Gerald Ford. Fromey herself, ever since the trial began on November 4th, had maintained that she didn't mean to kill President Ford. The weapon was loaded, but there was no bullet in the chamber. But there was little doubt among the jury. Lynette Fromey was guilty. She would be the first person sentenced for attempted assassination of a United States president, and therefore the courts had no precedent to go by. In the end, she was sentenced to life in prison, and her attempt to appeal would be an even more dramatic scene. On December 17th, Fromey appeared before federal district judge Thomas J. McBride to request a more lenient sentence. U.S. attorney Dwayne Keyes spoke to the judge against Fromey, saying that her punishment should be significant, since she had demonstrated herself to be full of hate and violence. Fromey exclaimed, he's the one to talk about hate, and flung something at the attorney. The object rebounded off Keyes' head, knocking his glasses to the floor. Shocked murmurs rippled through the courtroom. The projectile had been an apple, supposedly left over from Fromey's breakfast. The judge reprimanded her, saying, Miss Fromey, any further outbursts and I will have you confined to a wheelchair, your hands strapped and your mouth taped. Keyes was allowed to finish and Fromey addressed the judge. Her earlier outburst aside, she renewed her plea that the action was not an assassination attempt, but an attempt to draw attention to issues she cared about. The rehabilitation that was so often discussed in regards to her sentencing was irrelevant. She claimed, 
I can't be rehabilitated because I haven't done anything wrong. I want Manson out. I want a world at peace. I know no one can bring it. You only have 10 years of air and water. The judge was unmoved. In his conclusion, he stated that he was convinced that you would murder or cause another to commit murder in the false and distorted belief that only terror and violence can save our environment and natural resources. Had John Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, or Martin Luther King been allowed to live out their lives rather than having fallen at the hands of a person like yourself, they could have accomplished more for our environment and for all mankind than all the terrorists in the history of the world, you and Charles Manson included. Visibly distressed, Fromey attempted to dismiss her own attorney to continue her defense, but was forcibly escorted out of the courtroom. Her fate was sealed. Coming up, we'll explore Lynette Fromey's life of crime. Listeners, here's a new show I can't wait for you to check out. When it comes to love, every story is unique. Some play out like fairy tales, seemingly meant to be. Others defy the odds to achieve happily ever after. In Our Love Story, the newest Spotify original from Parcast, you'll discover the many pathways to love, as told by the actual couples who found them. Every Tuesday, Our Love Story celebrates the ups, downs, and pivotal moments that turn complete strangers into perfect pairs. Each episode offers an intimate glimpse inside a real-life romance, with couples recounting the highlights and hardships that define their love. Whether it's a chance encounter, a former friendship, or even a former enemy, our love story proves that love can begin and blossom in the most unexpected ways. Follow Our Love Story free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, back to the story. On November 26, 1975, Lynette Squeaky Fromey was found guilty of attempting to assassinate President Gerald Ford. She was sentenced to life in prison with a possibility of parole after 15 years. Though the assassination attempt was what landed her in prison, it is far from the most famous crime she was associated with. To this day, Fromey maintains a reputation as one of the most passionate members of the Manson family. She never participated in the murders that the group was most famous for, but during Charles Manson's trial, she showed up every day to the courthouse in support. At one point, she even carved an X on her forehead to signify her devotion. In the early 1970s, she was the one most often cited as having kept the family together after their leader was incarcerated. And this same passion is what kept her coming back to a life of crime. In 1972, Fromey and two other members of the Manson family found themselves embroiled in a murder case in Stockton, where a young couple had been found shot to death. Of the five people indicted for this incident, Fromey was the only one who was not convicted. Her luck, however, would only last for so long. Following her conviction for attempted assassination, 
Fromey was sent to Alderson Federal Correctional Institution for Women in West Virginia. She was briefly transferred to Pleasanton for good behavior, but went right back less than a year later after attacking another inmate with a hammer. According to some accounts, she became eligible for parole in 1985, but declined to appear before a parole board, choosing to stay in prison. On December 23rd of 1987, she escaped. An exhaustive search ensued, and she was recaptured two days later on Christmas Day. The rest of her life in prison was fairly uneventful, and she was finally released in 2009. After nearly 34 years in prison, she got out on parole at age 60. Fromey relocated to Marcy, New York, where she settled down to a quiet life with her boyfriend, Robert Waldner, who had started a correspondence with her when both of them were in prison. They've been fairly quiet ever since, causing no trouble for the neighbors, though Waldner supposedly keeps a baseball bat to fend off overly curious reporters. It's said that their house is decorated with skulls. In a 2019 interview for an ABC special, she reaffirmed her loyalty to Charles Manson, who had died two years earlier. She said, quote, Was I in love with Charlie? Yeah, oh yeah, oh, I still am, still am. I don't think you fall out of love. The associates of such violent criminals rarely get to see retirement, so in a sense, Fromey is living a best-case scenario, living in upstate New York and being paid for the occasional interview about her association with Manson. Her refusal to acknowledge whether Manson was an evil man does beg the question, was the U.S. attorney right in 1975? Was she, in the end, impossible to rehabilitate? And what is there to be gained by fixating on a woman thought by many to be unwell, and who has nothing left but nostalgia for a time when she was manipulated by a charismatic leader with psychopathic characteristics? The curiosity and public fascination with the Manson murders likely won't end anytime soon, but one can only hope that Lynette Fromey has put that part of her life behind her for good. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more on the life and crimes of Squeaky Fromey, visit the ParCast Originals, Female Criminals, Serial Killers, and Cults. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Rob Teamstra, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Bennett Logan. I'm Vanessa Richardson.
Don't forget to check out Our Love Story, the newest Spotify original from Parcast. Every Tuesday, discover the many pathways to love, as told by the actual couples who found them. Listen to Our Love Story free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.